This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com. FM to get started. Well, hey, what's up, Afterbuzzers and a many little things fans. We have got so many mixed emotions, feelings, everything. There's just too much flying in this episode. Number three of a million little things mixed signals. Here we go. I'm Maria Menounos, and you're tuned in to Afterbuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz. I love this. Ah, uh, ah. Uh. We are back to break down episode three, Mixed Signals. I'm your host, Yasmin Tamaris, joined by my fellow lovely, beautiful, super fan of A Million Little Whoa. Things host. Guys, I'm Jessica, and I am so excited to be back for this week. We were on the edge of our seats for this show. Oh my goodness. There were so many different comments about this show, though, but both of us were yeah. just like, uh, cracking up, getting chills. Every emotion. Every type of emotion and all the little tiny signals that we try to look out for as always. Right. So we are going to break it down as we always do. And so we are going to go into um, overcoming some pasts that we see from between Andrew, Delilah, even Danny, who are all trying to move on in their love life or life in general. And then we also will be looking at Regina and Rome, who no longer <clears throat> want to remain anonymous and, make an, and are making a stand, sorry, for who they are and what they project right. and in their jobs. And then afterwards, we want to get into healing some wounds that go on between Maggie and her mom, as well as Gary and his mom. Yeah. Something that we didn't even know that was about. A shocker. And yeah, Catherine and Eddie. We need to get into all of that, as well as our special segment of hashtag a little things ABTV, a little something that we've both taken away. And we'd love to hear what you've taken away. If you are in our live chat, share your thoughts. Do share your thoughts, please we do. We've been looking at your comments in the past two couple of episodes where we've done the after shows, and my God, you've actually reminded us of some great stuff. And then we've obviously got some news and predictions to follow. So, Jess, what did you think overall of this episode? Woo! 
All I have to say is this is the content that I want to see. Great job to our script writers for this show because they did an amazing job. Not as great as uh, Rome's been doing for his play, but pretty, pretty top notch. I honestly, I thought this episode was phenomenal. Like everything down to little old Theo making or trying to make pancakes for his parents. Just it was it was amazing. This was like a season premiere type of episode. I feel I know, like there right? were so many little nuggets in it. Yeah, like as you were just saying nuggets, I was just thinking there were so many nice little breadcrumbs in yeah. there where I was like, I want to follow that and that and yeah. that. I'm just so I, I obviously okay mixed signals. This is what it's called. I was feeling a lot of mixed right. emotions when it came to those mixed signals that yeah, Catherine I was going to give that. Eddie. So I was a little bit surprised there. I have a lot of like let's say mm, questionable like when it comes to if I would do something like that if I were in their position when it not just with Catherine and Eddie Catherine and Eddie but also when it comes to Andrew and Delilah and also if it come when it comes to Maggie and her mum and even no Gary and his mum I think you know yeah. I think he needs to heal over there um, but yes it makes let's... sense now at least we know why Gary has been acting the way he has in the past few episodes with Maggie and her mom so yeah. I'm glad that they finally brought up a little bit more of Gary past with that. See, the beginning made me feel like there's finally some answers right. as to people's characters. Right. How they have developed over the time and as to why. So it's really interesting to see some of the more backstories that are coming yeah. to light now. Exactly. So let's get into our first topic of overcoming some pasts and moving on because we see here Andrew. Andrew. What a nice little meeting they had. <laughs> a nice meeting, yes. In the evening over dinner. Over dinner, over some oh, wine, darling. baby. Yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yes, and then he tries to hold Delilah's little hand there, and she's like, "Uh, I'm not ready for this panic. Deer in headlights. However, I'm proud of her. I'm yeah. proud of her to have stood her ground and been like, you know what? I'm sorry. I cannot do this. Right. I am not ready for it. Exactly. And that ultimately opened up the crooks of vulnerability between the both of them being open like, yes, exactly. and I tried to change my shirt multiple times and my dress multiple times. Um, do you think, you know, I mean, even though Andrew says he's not ready, do you believe him? I believe him. I think that some, losing a spouse is one of the most difficult things that you can ever go through. And so I trust him when he says that he's trying his hardest to overcome that. And sometimes you do have to kind of force yourself to get over something like that. And him forcing himself to kind of go on a date with someone that he does have feelings for. But it is either way, it's still very difficult. I love that they are confiding in each other now, though, because that's someone that they can understand what they're going through and they can, you know, chat. They can talk it out. 
and they can cry on each other's shoulders and something might end up coming from there. Who mm-hmm. knows? I'm, I'm thinking that something might come from there or the writers are just trying to make us think that that's what's up. I mean, we can definitely see the mutuality within the yeah, two of definitely. their past things that they've had to go through. But of course, for Delilah, it's still so fresh. Raw. And she's uh-huh. only just had a baby. And the father of this baby is still in her life, actually, even though we haven't seen much between the two at all in yeah. these three episodes, which definitely I think that's to come in the next one that's since we've seen a little tease. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Um, but I'm very much like, I do think Andrew is ready. I mean, the fact that he's already approached her, um, and now he's just, you know... He's scared to admit it. Is that what you think it is? Yeah, I do feel that. Yeah, especially once um, Delilah kind of opens her mouth and says that she's not ready, then he's like, okay, you know what, I'll take a step back. I I shouldn't be ready yet either, Um, but... I don't know. He has to be a little more ready. I think. Yeah, because right. it's been like I don't know how long it's been for him and Deborah. Is it De- Deborah? That Deborah. sounds right. Yeah, <laughs> so many D's. I know. Delilah, Deborah. Because I remember note Debbie is. Oh God, I cannot remember. <laughs> I do remember hearing her name and then it sounding similar to Delilah. To Delilah. So. Yeah. I wonder what she looks like as well. I do want to know more about Andrew's past, and I feel yeah. like we're going to get into that as the season goes along. Um, but do you think it was appropriate for Delilah to even accept his invitation to dinner? Because, of course, there's conflict between him. Not so much conflict because Andrew and um, Regina did sit down in this episode to talk things out and have common ground. But And Regina did give Delilah her blessings, being like, you know, if you want to go out with him, that's Uh totally fine. But do do, do you think that was appropriate? I think that was totally appropriate especially you could what i liked from this episode about um andrew and delilah kind of coming together is how supportive gary was because he you've seen in the past he's not so supportive of eddie and delilah's relationship which obviously makes complete and total sense but when it comes down to delilah trying to find someone to make her feel happier and it not being someone who is married he he's all by himself at this point uh (laughs) Gary's really supportive of it and I think that's good on Delilah's end she's she's trying obviously it's very soon it's not like she has to do it right away but for her to sort of go step by step and be very honest with herself and to be honest with Andrew I think that's the biggest thing and she's able she's been able to do that so far so that's I respect her for this actually that's a good point that you're bringing up I feel about Gary as well and I think ultimately Another reason is because Andrew is not from that friendship circle. There seems right. to be nothing that he's really tainted other than the fact that he is the main investor of the restaurant and is imposing a lot upon how it should be run with regards to when actually Regina is the one that came up with the concept yeah. and idea. Um, but in this regard, he's still a positive being, seeing that he is he's he's supporting a business and he's also supporting a widow. Right. So, okay, let's see how that develops. But let's go into Danny. Oh, oh my moment. gosh, my heart. Oh, he made my heart melt throughout this entire episode. He was being so honest and open, confiding in Gary the whole time, and allowing Gary to help him because 
at that age, he's obviously very young, but he, you can kind of push people away. But for him, he's like, he wants the help. He wants Carrie to help him out. And he ended up getting the role of Danny Zuko. Yes, like, oh, Danny. Go, Danny. Getting deserve, Danny. Yeah, you are you the deserve true that. Danny. But what really what was so interesting about this, and I mean, it, it was... My heart melted as soon as he had seen his ex. Oh my gosh, you know that feeling. When he stopped talking to me, I was so... And it's like, it's something that you're experiencing then... Well, that's very young to experience. Right. However, the more you experience it, the stronger you're going to become exactly. because it's not going to be the last time you're going to experience yeah. that. I love that they included that part, mm-hmm. especially him being that age, because it's like it really is a feeling that everyone can relate to at some point in their Everybody. life. Everybody. You know that feeling in your chest when the the very first time you see an ex out in the streets or whatever it is, whether they be whether they're with someone else or they're by themselves, whatever it may be you're sitting there and you see them for the first time after you guys broke up or you know called it quits and you're just like oh my god my heart it, where where did it go it sunk uh, to my butt but that is sunk into the butt <laughs> okay <laughs> maybe it should just go out <laughs> no uh, don't push the heart out keep it there keep it there keep just it there, as Dave. Gary told him keep it there um I, I think it's just so fascinating as well to already see it at such a tender age that, that writers have put this in there of having like a person that stops talking to you because that's yeah. so prevalent as well. And it happens actually, I would say, at a much later stage. I don't know. Maybe, right. maybe nowadays it happens much younger because we have devices. And yeah, Maybe he's just a little more... Um, he's got a little more courage than I did at his age because I think... I was afraid to talk to boys when I was his age, so good for him. <laughs> I would run away from boys. Oh my god, boys were just nasty. It wasn't even cooties, it was just like, uh, what do I do? Yeah, so they would just Danny steal like, my pencil and be like, okay, just take it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but talking about being terrified, Danny says there's one lied about being terrified of himself. I thought that yeah. at that point because it was a conversation between Gary and him and I almost felt like because Gary and him were really practicing the grease um, whole dance maneuver and stuff and then Gary was like it's like you're giving up don't give up I wish I had somebody like that who right? was like I feel you giving up but you know what I felt like Gary was projecting his own emotions onto Danny there you know, as well exactly did I you feel that too did. and I think that that's kind of a common theme with Gary because he seems to be projecting what he thinks he should be doing onto just about everyone around him, whether it's with Delilah helping her with her kids or helping Maggie form a better relationship with her mom, and now he's doing it with Danny because he knows what Danny's going through at this age. Not exactly, but he's trying to identify with him. He's definitely like just that type of person where he he doesn't work so much on himself he doesn't take his own advice too much but he's really good at giving the advice at least (laughs) well because he doesn't really want to listen to it yeah like he's got so much to work through so we're gonna get into gary a little bit later yeah um great for him to actually be there as like let's say a father figure in those moments because i feel like he is for everybody right yeah he's like that cool uncle that everyone wants you know right but now he's kind of yeah becoming a little bit more of a father figure now that he 
doesn't have that. So I think he's doing a great job there. Yeah. Well, before we jump into our next topic, don't yes. you have a little message for our after buzzers? I do have a little message for our after buzzers. Guys, I just want to say thank you so much for making us the ESPN of TV talk. We love sitting here and chatting up all of these different shows with you guys. But in order to continue doing so, we want to ask you guys a little bit of something, something. Whether or not you're listening to us on YouTube or podcast, go ahead and make sure to give us a little thumbs up over there. Click subscribe, leave some comments, and make sure to join us in the live chat. And then if you guys are listening to us on the podcast app or wherever you listen to a podcast, make sure to give us five stars. We appreciate that. We'll make yes. sure to keep busting out these episodes Oh yeah. Week. I mean, we loved your comments in these past couple of They've weeks. Been it's been so pretty great. amazing because some of the stuff that we've actually missed out, we were like, oh my god, yeah. how did we not realize this? Yes, we forgot about that. So we appreciate you so, so much. And if you are in the live uh, chat right now shoot us any of your thoughts and mm-hmm. feedback because I mean we have so much to talk about yep. and even like, if you're like Jessica you have a booger I'm like okay thanks homie I wouldn't have seen that without you there you go we appreciate you <laughs> alright well don't remain anonymous because that's what Regina and Rome don't want to become anymore right? I like that um, that was good so <laughs> Regina I mean what a noble woman She's amazing. To have given up the portion of her money that could have gone towards the restaurant and ultimately she wouldn't have had the Andrew Mosquito on her back to have to probe her into a certain direction of running the 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 restaurant in a form that she doesn't want to run it in, in such a way. Right. And giving that money to the women's shelter... Why do you think she she wanted to remain anonymous beforehand? Because there was very a lot of strange behavior yeah. going on with her, and it's it's kind of been in these. I would say since the beginning of the season, she's had a lot of strange emotions and yeah, holding a lot back. Definitely, she's being very. She's holding a lot of stuff back throughout this season. It's it's kind of making it difficult for the viewer to figure out like what exactly is going on with her. We know that she's had a troubled past and that. Uh, her uncle did those terrible things to her, and so that's why she she reacts in some of the ways that she does, uh, potentially being the reason that maybe she doesn't want to have kids, potentially being the reason that she's giving so much money to the Boston Women's Shelter. But I also wrote down that maybe she also knows someone who is in the Boston Women's Shelter because of the way she's acting. Like, she just, she really doesn't want her name to be put out there. Um, and I'm wondering if... There's a reason, like, she doesn't want someone to trace it back to her. Mm-hmm. But in one of those last scenes, she was saying they know her name and they they would know. Like, if if they saw her name, they would, they would know it was her right away. I don't know exactly how she described it, but I just want her to give us a little bit more on that. Like, they yes. aren't completely connecting everything there quite yet. That's quite an think? interesting theory that you're saying. If there was somebody there, there might who be knows her or something that's in connection in relation to that because I'm trying to understand this too if you're giving so much towards such an amazing cause to really help these women who have suffered and she's a survivor as well who can help so many and give advice and I don't know if it's because she's scared of like that being tainted that that could potentially taint as well her restaurant you Mm -hmm. know having articles written about her and like uh, rather than focusing on the great food and this place and more focusing on her backstory I don't know I I honestly cannot fathom and understand as to why she did want to remain anonymous up until the very end right (laughs) she changes her mind the other thing I was thinking is that maybe she didn't want to give them her name because 
it was uh, the money that was gifted to her by two different people at that point. And so she didn't feel completely responsible for it. I was trying to, like I said, I was kind of all over the place with this uh, mm-hmm. little bit of this episode. I still want to know more. That's the main thing with Regina. I just really want to know more. I I know that they're giving us a little bit here and there each episode, but she's obviously got a very intense past, so I don't think that they can cram it all on you at it's once. very intense, yeah. So I feel like, you know, it's those breadcrumbs and nuggets again yeah, a little bit exactly. where we're seeing her really tense and it's like is starting to come out because towards the end where she was like, I no longer want to remain anonymous. I am going to that benefit dinner and I'm going to show myself and people are going to know who I am. I also question if any other family members or even if the friends, if everybody else knows any of this. Like, I, I, don't thi- I don't think so, truthfully. Yeah, it doesn't and seem like she's honest and open about it with everyone. Yeah. Which is understandable. Of course. It's hard. And, I, you know, there seemed to be a lot of tying in how she was relating the way that Andrew is a business person and imposing so yeah. much and she related it to to that it's mm-hmm. it's this like this male power dominance or something that's making her fearful of 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 I don't know the yeah, she Do you said, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. She said she felt she didn't want to feel like she was caving for another powerful man. And that's what would happen if she allowed Andrew to have too much control over her restaurant. And she's completely right. It's, that was another piece where I was like, okay, finally, we're starting to get a little bit more and understand why Regina is the way she is. Why she doesn't want... Anytime Andrew comes around, she's, like, ready to put up a fight. And it's because she doesn't want to say yes the way she did when she was younger with her uncle. And I I think maybe that has something to do with why she doesn't want to have kids. I I do want to know a little bit more about that. And I'm sure that they're going to give us a little bit more insight on that within the next week or so, I would think. Yeah. I mean, there was a comment as well made um, of how people who have been through something like this potentially don't want to have kids because they're right. so fearful of their kids going through that too. I'm, I'm not agreeing with it I just because I think, you know, every circumstance is different. I also think, like, people in her position might even find it difficult to have a proper relationship. So it's highly admirable that she even is in such a right. secure relationship with Rome, even if they have their differences. But it seems like in this episode, the past two episodes, they've been a little bit, uh, like, set aside from mm-hmm. when it comes to their perspective on having a family together or not. But I think everything that's happening in this episode, it's really bringing them together. And yeah. ultimately, the way that Rome turned down this commercial and then picked Huge. up the phone and was like, you know what? Now I know why I'm doing commercials uh-huh. because that gave him a good, powerful why. And it's true. If you think about life context, when you are in a profession or something that you commit yourself to, you know, you're in it for so many hours of your day and life. Ultimately, it's like, what are you doing? How are you doing it? And why are you doing it? And that is a powerful why. And I right. can see why Rome saw that as a driver. A, I'm totally fine directing commercials. Yeah, I thought Rome had an incredible role in tonight's episode. I think he stood out the most to me. Him being, you know, when Todd came up to him, they were talking about, Todd mentioned, well, maybe it could be an athlete. You don't have to talk about depression and get really into that. Maybe it could just be an athlete with a severe injury or something. And I'm just sitting there thinking, you know, this is so accurate. So many people in television do this and they take the easy way out and I'm so glad that Rome ended up deciding you know I'm not gonna do that I'm not gonna let this guy change my idea the same way that Regina was 
she was so against Andrew changing her restaurant. Like, they were so strong in this episode. Mm-hmm. I think they did a really great mm-hmm. job of, like, sticking it to the man. <laughs> they set up for themselves. Sticking it! Up the ass. So, I say... Um, honestly, yes. I think, you know, it's, again, with Rome... Um, I think that's so powerful because it it comes to show that when you really, really stick to your stance, you know it's going to be more powerful. It might be a more challenging route to take and not a lot of people are going to like it. Um, Probably the producer Todd is just not going to really like it. But then based on the fact that he does say it's based on a true story. Todd may come around, I believe. Right. I think so, too. I think if Todd knows what's good for him, he might come back around. Exactly. (laughs) And if not, I think he really has a great story on his hands that's addressing real-life problems that do go on in so many people's lives. You don't want to read another story about an athlete with a severe injury. Like, that does happen, and that is a very real story, but... We do want to be able to identify with this, and only an athlete can really identify with having a severe injury, but as far as depression goes, I don't know the exact statistic, but there are so many people, whether or not they have depression, most likely they know someone in their family or just a friend that they're super close with that is also going through something similar to that. So I think that's a much bigger reality. It's huge, yeah. yeah. And timely, as Rome says. I mean, it's always timely, I feel. Right. Um, but it's, you know, becoming a little bit more open, especially this series has opened that conversation up yeah. as well. Um, well, talking about remaining anonymous and conversations there with Rome and PJ... I mean, PJ then finally comes out, and this is at the very beginning of the scene, um, him explaining as to why he was at the hospital. Now we've got finally a few little answers, still a little bit of nuggets and breadcrumbs and stuff like that. I'm getting hungry in this episode. (laughs) I know, right? Me too. Let's go to McDonald's after this. Um, Why do you think... I don't, like, there was a moment in which I felt like, why did Rome have to tell PJ about the half a million? You know, I think you're right. I think that was kind of like a a producer or writer's kind of thing. Let's throw this in here so that he knows that he asked his mom. I don't think that that's something that Rome typically would have done. Um, It's just... But he's like, 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 maybe he was just in shock as well, and he was just like, well, there you go. He's spitting everything out, right. <laughs> it's like, I mean, that kind of does happen. You you kind of have a little bit of word vomit when you're, like, caught off guard. Yeah, because so, he must have been after everything that PJ had yeah, come out with and also shown in the video. Yes, yes, yes. So well, don't you think PJ kind of looks like John as well? Yes, yes, definitely. That's what I wrote down. I was like, there are some similarities there. Yeah, I think they did a good job of casting someone who has similar traits to John and you know, you would believe that he could be his dad for sure. Yes. So who, where do you think um, PJ was shipping the Harvard jacket to? Do you think he was shipping it back to Gary or Oh, no, to- De- definitely for a DNA test. Oh. Don't you think? I mean, I would if I was him. I'd be like, straight up. Wow. That? Give me those answers right now. Wow, wow, wow. I did not think that, honestly. <laughs> did you think I did not connect Gary? those dots. I really was just like, oh, maybe he's like trying to do the right thing and send it back. No, I mean, because, like, in the end of the day, Rome was like, I'll help you. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, oh my gosh. let's And why see. would he spend so much money on, like, priority mail or whatever he was doing? Like, that's expensive to oh, ship yes. a sweater. <laughs> exactly. See that? Oh. Okay. Um, but ultimately, you know, Anonymous, again, I mean, Barbara, what? what? I don't... Yeah. I love I that mean, he admitted that that was her, his mom and that he's, like, finally starting to piece a few of these things together and Rome's just sitting there like, 
Mind blown. Yeah, I don't... I just, I think with Barbara, like, if I was her as a mother, I think I would have been like, you know what, we... There's, we'll always support you no matter what if you need any help. Yeah, she doesn't have to entirely say to him or answer PJ being about like the money. Yeah, being like, yeah, no, we do have money set aside. She, right. she could have just been like, if there's any issues, we'll support you. Uh huh. Just be like that. Just keep it open. Like they're that. causing him to want to run away or just yeah. get away from his family at this point because they're lying to him so much and he's catching them in all of these lies. He's outright being told that his mother has this insane amount of money. He is finding. Out that he, the guy he grew up thinking was his dad, is no longer his dad. He's pretty much convinced of that at this point. This poor kid is going to have trust issues. Yeah, definitely. And especially because it's both of his parents, and it's just like and he already has depression. Lying, yeah. So it's like he doesn't need anything. He doesn't need anything else. You know, like he needs support, and he's just no. He's getting lied to the whole time. Poor kid. Well. Speaking of wounds, we're going to get into our healings of wounds when it comes to Maggie and Gary. Oh. Oh, um, so, do you think Maggie has the right to be mad at Gary for having tried to mend bridges between Maggie and her mom? Not no, because Gary obviously doesn't know. Like, he didn't know that Ma- Maggie's mom was going to be there with somebody else when right. she walked into the restaurant. He was just trying yeah. to, you know, no, I do his think, own piece uh, of good. That's kind of just what happens when you get mad at people, you know, or when you're when you're mad at a situation more so I should say. Um I think she's definitely just trying to figure out who to put the blame on, but she's also not hearing her mom out. So I think that's a lot of the issue right there. Like she's not allowing her mother to talk to her. She doesn't she didn't even really want Gary to talk to her. She kept telling him to leave the whole time. And so she needs to like First off, she's a therapist. She knows that she should be listening to people, and she's not letting the people closest to her actually talk to her and tell her the truth. She's not letting her mom tell her about who, uh, what was his name, Eric? Eric, Eric. yes, Eric. Not Todd, Eric. Todd is the uh, producer. (laughs) Too many new people. Yeah, there were a good amount that we Just make us more confused, please. Yeah, (laughs) we don't know enough about these characters, so I'm like, which one, which one? Yes, Eric. So we don't know who he is exactly. We have a couple theories on that that we'll drop in a minute. But I think Maggie really needs to not be mad at herself, but realize that she needs to take a deep breath. Gary was just trying to help you. Uzzah, meditate. Be zen, girlfriend. Uh-huh. Um, and just kind of address her mom, be like a real grown-up and let her mom talk to her, you know? Yeah, I mean, I'm also kind of surprised about Maggie's reaction, seeing that she is a therapist. And yeah. I think maybe also that is partly why, because she feels like she knows how to analyze and that's fact then. Um, and then she doesn't, she kind of shuts down because she's sort of like shook by the whole situation Mm -hmm. and being able to make sort of those kind of assumptions based on analysis. Um, But I do think, you know, with regards to her anger towards Gary, she should have really seen through the situation that Gary is trying to help her and... You know, of course, he's not going to know that she, that her mom might have had like an, another motive as to why she was there. But right. you know that she, Maggie, cannot blame Gary on that. Um, ultimately, though, what we do find out is Gary has a broken bridge himself mm-hmm. with his own mother, and now we understand as to why he's trying so hard for Maggie to actually mend that bridge with her mother because he hasn't mended his own. Do you think it's right for him then to really impose on her? Impose on his mom? On, 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 Maggie. on Maggie to... His emotions. 
Got it. Um, so I don't think it's necessarily right, but I see that he is trying his hardest to prevent another mom kid relationship from getting any worse than it currently is because he knows that it's not like he necessarily made a boo-boo when he was nine years old and left the door closed but he knows that he could have he could have made a call by now if he did miss his mom but obviously that's a little bit more on the mother um you know he's only nine years old what i also noticed i think we've kind of picked up on this at this point he we've known gary for so long but uh, we've known we've known him as the jokester. Yeah, um, we've known him as the jokester throughout the past few seasons now, and I've realized that he's really doing that to hide his emotions. Yeah, and we're finally figuring out why. Because before it's like, yes, you knew about his cancer, but that couldn't have been the only thing because he's been like this for so long. Mm-hmm. I think it has to stem from his mom leaving him, and like that's just the way he would lash out. Is he mm-hmm. would try and make people around him happy, you know? That's it, but it's an interesting reaction to have, and I think it's a very strong reaction to have as well, because he could... There's so many different choices as to how we can react towards situations, whether that be from our past, whether that be in our present circumstances, whether that be of us thinking about the future and actually getting very anxious about it. And I feel like he's taking a healthy approach, even though he does need to. I do feel like he needs to address it. I definitely feel like I agree on that point. and, And with Maggie probing him, being like you haven't even, you know, dealt with your pain with your mother. Mm-hmm. I definitely think he does need to talk to somebody about it or or take yeah. some form of action about it. But I do think at the same time, the way that he's handling it throughout life, uh, being being that joker and make, having sort of light situations all around him with people around him, um, is so, so, sort of a healthy way of going about it rather than, letting himself be drained by those situations mm-hmm. and being sad or, or 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 always complaining about them or always talking to people about it and having people feel sorry for him. I feel like right. he doesn't want that because he wouldn't want to give that emotion to somebody too much either. I think he wants everybody genuinely to be happy. Yeah, I think that's very obvious. He wants everyone around him to be happy, but he also does have to realize, like, Keeping everything inside and trying to work on everything, everyone else around you isn't going to help fix you. So I, I, him laying in that chair, getting ready to talk to Maggie about his emotions and what was going on, maybe that's uh, exactly what he needs. Not, not necessarily with Maggie, maybe someone else, but I think that would be a really good idea for him. I think he's really smart as well. I feel like he's almost helping everybody out to also test the grounds to see how things can actually heal, to see if he can heal through yeah. that healing. Um, but then at the same time, like testing, okay, how does it feel to sit in this hot yeah. seat? <laughs> and then good. finally... He's, since seeing sort of what Danny is going through and uh, oh, and obviously that. his loved one, Maggie, it's it's making him finally take that step to approaching and he makes that phone call, yet he doesn't quite get over that wall of talking to Alice. We assume Alice is his mother, but we're not sure, right. actually. We don't know. We, You know, this could just be some... some Sources say. Yeah, <laughs> some governor, God knows. <laughs> um, but, yeah, um, let's get into, before we get into our special segment, another healing 
or nod who knows yes Catherine and Eddie because that was really interesting I was that was so strange yeah did you like it I actually (laughs) loved that moment and I haven't really been all for this couple coming together I originally thought like they just need to be done I'm I'm so over them at this point because obviously what Eddie did was like just so terrible and poor Catherine she was sulking for a while wasn't even able to really be a mother but this episode I really found myself enjoying their chemistry and um I thought it was so cute seeing them kiss on the pool table. It was kind of like back when they were when they were first moving into their house, you know, they're kissing on the regular table and they're just like cracking up making cute jokes. But what was interesting is the song that was playing while they were macking on each other. It said for a lot of the the time it said this is the year. That was like the the line that kept repeating. But then when they were macking, it said Beware of the darkness around you. And I'm just sitting there like, whoa, Nelly, this is stressful because they are the darkness around each other. It's like I, I, I stand by what I said in the first place. I don't think they should stay together, even though I'm like kind of a fan of how cute they looked in this episode. I know the three of them all together as well and how yeah. hard Theo was trying to like bring them together essentially with their camping first. And then he's like, I'm staying over at my friend's house, even though he's not really good at sleeping at night. They right. have nightmares and all that stuff. Um, and he even says, I tried. Um, I, you know, ah. But then Eddie even says he wants to be there for his other kid. And it not that he can't be there for all of them, but I don't really <laughs> see all of them. how, how the, many more. <laughs> I, for like for Delilah and Charlotte and and Catherine and Theo, not that he can't be there for everyone, but that's a, getting a it's little messy. It's the most complicated cobweb ever. It really is. And that's what the darkness is all around as well. It's having that all-aroundedness with Delilah and Charlotte and everything that's gone on as well with Delilah. But it's just... it's in, I just find it incredible. And I just love Catherine about how strong she is. But I honestly feel like she's forgiving him way too, too soon. Oh, yeah. She's letting him, she, she's letting her guard down way too soon and allowing him to come close to her yeah. way too soon as well. I feel like, you know, she's got to be a little bit more firm. And I appreciate the fact that she did say this is weird and I pre- <laughs> and, 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 and you're going to get mixed signals from me. Yeah. But the way that he says, well, I'm going to follow your lead, I don't trust you, Eddie. <laughs> Not right now. Not right now. I don't trust that. No you may say that now, but who knows later. Right. <laughs> I don't. That whole relationship just makes me cringe still. So, But I agree with you. I did like that Catherine was being very real and very honest with him. So she, both her and Delilah are being very real, very honest with the guys in their life. So. Which I love that. These, Good job, yeah, ladies. That these women are standing their <laughs> ground and actually communicating it. Exactly. Put them on the, in their place. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, what was your biggest takeaway here My, in this episode? Our hashtag little things ABTV. Little things ABTV. There it is. There's that music I was waiting for. Oh, yeah. Perfect timing. Oh, my man back there. He's doing a great job, Jonathan. <laughs> so my little takeaway is that uh, I thought that they addressed a lot of really good, real and raw um, things that are just going on in, if not everyone's life, someone's life around you that you're close to. Whether it be Rome going through his... Um, 
deciding what to do with the script or Danny coming out and him being yeah. afraid to make that that big step. I thought they did a really great job of portraying that in this episode. Yeah, really bringing themselves out and exactly. not being afraid to really protect Be themselves. themselves. Be yeah. themselves, yeah. yes. All what right, about you? I like that. I took away a sentence that Gary said to Danny, which was, nobody can put you in a box but you. Oh, that's a good so one too. So true, so true. You know, never let those external forces or circumstances affect you, who you truly are on the inside. You can always make a choice on who you want to be and how you want to be every day, every breath you take. It's a moment of change for you to choose. Every breath you take. Isn't mm-hmm. that a song? I've heard that somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> All right, lovely. Let's get into our news. All righty, guys. It is Third time. episode and just take it away. Guys, we're going to start off with today being World Mental Health Day. So I follow Million Little Things ABC on Instagram and they posted a little cast photo. Those of you tuning in on YouTube, you can see the photo. They said, on World Mental Health Day, we encourage you to reach out to a friend and let them know it's okay not to be okay. I thought that was so incredibly strong that they posted that. I was really glad that they did because they do have so many people that are going through some sort of mental health issue. Mm -hmm. Obviously, John, who ended up killing himself. We have PJ, who talks about depression. Mm -hmm. We have Rome, who is writing an entire story about it. And stand in his ground he's not gonna let anyone change his story so i thought that was um really strong that they addressed that yeah now moving on to news number two of the day um i guess they were doing abc was doing a little cast from the past Mm -hmm. type of thing they've done a couple of episodes yeah i thought that was really cool so today we saw that uh good old jerry ferrara that's his name right i'm mm-hmm. saying it yes. correct yes jerry <laughs> ferrara um so he was yeah. tweeting to uh rome he said this was a fun convo excited to reunite with my guy team romany on twitter tonight on abc a million little things and so i thought that was really cool because they previously have been in a couple of shows together they did encore they did uh what was the other entourage or entourage sorry about that encore (laughs) first off that's the one (laughs) but yeah they've done a couple of episodes or shows together and so it was really cool to see their chemistry yeah Um, i'm sure i'm also really excited to see more of todd in this i I hope we do see more of him here well speaking of which that's the news, the two pieces, right? Those are my, that's my news. Speaking <laughs> of um, of Jerry Ferreira, then, he also did read for DJ Nash previously for another role, but in a different, completely different yeah. series, I guess, and he didn't get it. He wasn't the right character for it. So DJ Nash did say that he was very pleased to be able to have him on the show for this character. So let's see if he does get a little bit more insight or development in right. this in this series right now. We know if you, if you miss out on that role, it's okay. Danny says so yeah it worked out for him (laughs) it worked out for him he got the lead (laughs) exactly and final piece of news because this episode or i sorry this series has done so well so far actually averaging on the same views as it had done in the previous series at the same time slot which is very perfect it also still is targeting the 18 to 49 year olds and these numbers if they continue to be at this rate which is pretty high because it makes abc's uh it's the i think it's the sixth most it's the highest rated show of the season as of right now oh yeah and so there's actually great chances that there's going to be a third season. In I fact. love that. Yes. I'm so happy. A 
especially if there's more episodes like tonight's. I'm oh, like, God, bring yeah. it on. You know they're going to bring it on. And they're going to, like, slap it into our faces. I yes. <laughs> I cannot wait to slap it. <laughs> I'm not going to well, say that. Before we head out, what is one, one prediction that you have? Okay, just one prediction. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that um, Regina and Rome have a little bit more. I, I just... Apparently, I have baby fever or something. But I just, I want to hear their discussion about the whole baby talk thing. That's all. I'm not asking anyone to have babies or not have babies. But I do want to hear them talk about it. And I do think they are going to have babies eventually. I would love that. <laughs> they would make beautiful babies. Yeah, they were. Oh, my God. And such great parents. Yeah. All right. I love that prediction and that thought, that sentiment. Um, I have something about Maggie and mom, Eric's situation. I feel like he could be the brother. Yes, yes, definitely. I stand by that, too. Ooh, ooh, ooh. goes from the past coming into the present. I, they haunt. do not have a romantic relationship No way. At all. No way. There's way too much heaviness and sadness there. It's yeah. something that's going to unravel. It's going to be so, juicy. So we're just going to have to see. And we'd love to know what you think. What are your predictions? And what are your thoughts of this episode, too? Yes, guys. So we'll be back next week. But where can everybody find you before we head out, Jess? Everyone can find me at Jess Lucera Live on Instagram and Twitter. Come chat with me, guys. Yeah. <laughs> and you can find me at Yasmin Tanres. We look forward to seeing you next week so stay tuned bye see you guys our founder kevin undergaro and me maria menounos would like to thank you for tuning in to after buzz tv remember we're not just the first we're the biggest in the world and we're the only destination for all your favorite tv shows whatever you crave we've got it so go to afterbuzztv.com and check out our lineup buzz you later <laughs> The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.